TII item 200, November 22nd, 2011. What does prefer really mean? Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Gullah! Oh, yeah. My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of whom I am. Today's episode is brought to you by Hover. Please visit tii.hover.com. That's tii.hover.com to get 10% off your domain name registrations. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and this is the Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Sergio for sending in the music you hear in the background. Sergio wrote, Hi, Rob. I put together this short music clip using GarageBand on my iPad 2 on my first try using the app. Regards, Sergio. Thanks again, Sergio. And folks, I will try to remember to put the full song at the end of the episode. I also want to thank Tash for sending in the artwork for today's episode. Tash wrote, Hi, Rob. I created this using Word Photo. Regards, Tash. Well, Tash, thanks again for sending in this artwork. And folks, if you want to see Tash's artwork, you can see it in the TI app in the extra section for episode 200. Or if you subscribe via iTunes as the album artwork and also as a standalone post in the VIP section. And I'll try to get it up on the Google Plus and Facebook page as well. If you have some artwork and or music you've created on your iOS device and would like to share it with the audience, please email it to me at todayinios at gmail.com and make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. In this segment of How Wrong Were They, we have the following quote. Quote, 2011 will see RIMS entry into the booming tablet market. The playbook offers performance and security that will be unmatched by Apple and Android tablets. Its ability to tether to a BlackBerry smartphone and run Android apps are also significant advantages, unquote. Michael Lee, Investing Blog, 16th of January, 2011. Hey, Michael, only issue here is actually finding someone that still has a BlackBerry that you can tether the playbook to. Just saying. For promo codes, we will get to those at the end of today's episode, so please stick around for those. This is Paul from Massachusetts. I'd like to do a short review of Orchestra To Do. Uh, use it to create tasks with your voice. Use Orchestra to organize your life. Use it at home to divide up chores and remember who's doing what. Use it at work to keep your team on the same page. Use it to coordinate a trip or even plan a wedding. You can assign tasks to others and get updates in real time. You can chat with others you're working with, which is faster than SMS. And also, it's uh, you can sync with the web at orchestra.com. Paul, thanks for the review of Orchestra To Do. Folks, if you have an app that you like or don't like and you'd like to review it or give critical feedback on it, give us a call, 206-666-6364, that's 206-MOON-DOG, or email it in to todayinios at gmail.com. We mentioned previously Apple was allowing up to 30 days for those that pre-ordered an iPhone for us but did not get Apple Care Plus. Well, Apple has extended that offering from the Apple site, quote, Buy it within 30 days of your iPhone purchase at Apple retail uh, stores. Requires a Genius Bar appointment, inspection of the iPhone, and proof of purchase, unquote. So in a nutshell, if you purchased an iPhone 4S in the last 30 days and you did not get Apple Care Plus at the point of purchase, you now have until the phone is 30 days old to add it. With the caveat, you need to take it into an Apple store and have them confirm the phone is, you know, 
OK before they will add Apple Care Plus to it. Hey, Rob. I just ran into two bugs with uh, uh, my 4S. I tried to send a picture from my camera roll through uh, MMS and put the picture, or it put the picture in the, uh, the queue, I guess, to send it. And I used the voice, uh, voice feature to uh, send a, uh, just a quick uh, three-word you know, message. And it added it to it. And then I hit uh, send, and it crashed. So I did this about three times. Uh, no wind noise, nothing, no background noise. And it wouldn't send. Every time it would crash. So I tried to take a picture from the MMS text message screen. So I took a picture, and then I chose to use it, and then uh, did the same thing, used the voice to uh, send a test, and when I hit send, it didn't crash, but automatically it popped up all of the Wi-Fi in the area. And then when I got rid of that off the screen, it uh, would not put on my, my message. It, it wouldn't put the voice message in te into text. But I was able to text it in myself by hand through the keyboard, and then it sent. Kind of weird. Anyway, love the show. Talk to you later. Oh, yeah, Rob, I forgot to mention, uh, as soon as it crashed the first time, I did a hard reset and uh, figured that would clear it. Um, no go. Dan, thanks for the feedback. And I did what you did. I went to my camera roll. I picked a picture, chose my two for my wife. Then I used the uh, voice and to record, and this again is on my iPhone 4S and updated to iOS 5.0.1, the latest version. And I just said, I love you. It put the text in correctly. And then I hit send, and it crashed for me as well. So Dan, sounds like you found a bug there. I then went and repeated the whole process, but rather than speaking the text, I typed the text and hit send, and it worked fine. So the bug definitely has to do with when you use the voice dictation. I'm sure in a future episode, we're going to talk about an update to iOS, and one of the bug fixes that update will have will be this bug. So anyway, Dan, thank you for pointing that one out. Hey, Rob. Levi, Riverside, California. One new feature that I haven't heard anyone uh, bring up or mention is the ability to open your phone while syncing. There used to be a, well, there is an app in Cydia called Synchronicity, that used to break that so you can do everything except for uh, your actual iPod and photo albums while syncing. But now you're able to even play your iPod and photos and pretty much do anything while you're syncing your phone. I actually unplugged my phone in the middle of a sync because I didn't know this until one, when I opened it, all my apps, it showed the progress bar like it was loading them like it was still downloading him. So next time I plugged it in, I noticed the little circle busy sign on the top bar. So I decided to bring that up, let you know, just in case no one else realized it. So I'd love the show. Talk to you later. Bye. As you may remember, I mentioned my brother-in-law purchased an iPhone 4 just two days before the 4S was launched. And you know what I said about not getting an iPhone 4 now or after it was announced, just get the 4S. Well, now the second person I know outside of the interwebs, or actually someone in the real world, that got a new iPhone since October, just called to let me know he also got an iPhone 4 and not a 4S. 
He got it from someone selling it on the gray market who is upgrading to for us, but still. Anyway, if you're going to drop some coinage on an iPhone, get the 4S. It really is a better phone than the 4, even if they look the same on the outside. Think of the 4 and the 4S as two supermodel twins, one with an IQ of 140 and the other with an IQ of 80. Sure, they both look the same on the outside, and the one with an IQ of 80 is a cheaper date. But over the long haul, who is the one you can have a much better and meaningful conversations with? Into the email bag we go. Hi Rob, in episode 199 you told a listener that to use iCloud you must upgrade to Mac OS X Lion. I'm using iCloud on Snow Leopard and it's working fine. Until now I didn't even know that Apple says you have to upgrade to Lion to use it. Maybe it's just a ploy to get everyone to, on the latest version of OS X. Anyway, wanted you to know that I have an iPod Touch 4th gen and an iPad 1st gen and iCloud is working well on all my devices. Regards, David. Well, thanks, David, for the feedback. I was just reporting what Apple states on their site, which is you need Lion. And I would guess if there are issues with iCloud and Snow Leopard going forward, Apple would just respond as say, by saying that they don't support that combo. But nice to know it works now. For another email, hi, Rob. I think I figured out what has caused the issues I've had with my iPhone 4 with iTunes Match. When iTunes Match first became available, I enabled it on my computer and immediately enabled it on my iPhone. That resulted in all of my music disappearing from my iPhone and I had to download it all over again. This weekend, I enabled iTunes Match on my iPad. It only had to download a few songs from iCloud but didn't delete the majority of my music and it all seems to be organized as it should. I think the difference is that the match process had completed on the computer and I had started replacing the lower bitrate songs. I think you should send out a general warning to let match process complete on your computer first before making any attempt to enable iTunes match on your iOS device. Regards, Myron. Well, Myron, thank you for that heads up. And folks, uh, if you've had similar experiences, if it's worked well for you and it was where you had done like Myron suggested, and let it update on your computer first before enabling your iOS devices. Let me know and, and vice versa if, uh, if you've seen it where it actually worked fine when you enabled both at the same time. Let us know. A new study's out, and this one is from Metrico Wireless. And they did a study of the three carriers in the US and how the iPhone 4S works on each. And you want to guess what they found? Well, really no surprises here. They found that ATT had the fastest data speeds that Verizon had the best call quality as far as fewest drop calls, and that Sprint, well, Sprint offers unlimited data. I think the study also found that the sun comes up each morning and that a high percentage of teenagers engage in premarital sex. Okay, so nothing special here, but isn't it nice to know that because of that study, all is as expected? If making phone calls and keeping those calls going is the most important thing for you, then Verizon is the best carrier for you. If getting your web content to download faster is the most important, then AT&T is the best for you. And if you are looking for an iPhone 4S with unlimited data, assuming you're not grandfathered into AT&T or Verizon, then Sprint is the only one currently offering unlimited data in the U.S. And this we needed a study to tell us how. Hey, Rob, it's Laura in Nashville. I am still getting caught up on all the shows from when I was out of town, and I just 
listened to the show with the guy who gave that whole um, spiel about Best Buy and trying to get his phone um, and how they were terrible. And I have to say that I, too, had that experience with them over the iPad, too, when I waited in line at, at the Apple store and came out empty-handed because they ran out. Then that was my next thing was to run around to Best Buy to try to get some there. And I went into one of the stores and they told me right there on the door, oh, we don't have any iPads. We we're all done, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. And I left. And then I had a friend call me from that same store, like five minutes later that said they did have them. So the people in, at the door were not in touch with the people in the mobile department or whatever. But anyway, uh, I was just wanted to say, yes, he's right. And calling anybody on the phone would be pretty pointless. You need to go in there and not just to the door, but like, straight to the people who would have their hands on them and um, get a direct answer. Hope everybody's doing well. Talk to you soon. Bye. From the email bag, hi Rob. In episode 199, thanks for talking about Printopia and AirPrint Activator. I gave both a quick test drive. Here are my thoughts. Printopia, 1995 with the seven-day demo. It was easy to set up and installed with no glitches. Prints to all my network printers, plus, as mentioned, Evernote and Dropbox work. Per AirPrint Activator, it is free with a donation requested. After download and install, I got the following message. Quote, warning, OS 10 firewall is turned on. This will prevent AirPrint Activator from working properly with non-USB connected printers. Turn off firewall to print to a network printer. Unquote. Uh, really? AirPrint Activator, no biggie if all I had was a connected USB printer turning off my firewall is something I wouldn't even consider. I'll probably spend the 1995 in six days unless I feel confident about turning off my firewall and nothing happens. Cheers, Harold Leach. Thanks, Harold, for the feedback on both. Back into the email bag. Hi, Rob. My question is about syncing an iPad 2, an iPhone 4, and MacBook Pro. I use Gmail and Gmail Calendar to sync my devices. Should I use iCloud, Dropbox, iTunes, Google Sync, the choices are increasing. What do you suggest? What are the pros and cons? Should I split my choices between apps? Does it work with 1Password version 3? Regards, Harold M. Hi, Harold. Per the three devices you mentioned, iPad 2, iPhone 4, and MacBook, Apple would tell you to use iCloud. It is meant for doing what you are looking to do for the most part, and you are on all Apple products. However, since you are using Gmail and Google Calendar and not iCal, maybe there will be some issues. Now, I can't really comment much on Google Calendar as I've never used it, but I do use iCal and syncing with iCloud and multiple iOS devices works very well between the iOS devices as long as you don't get duplicate calendar entries when initially setting it up, which can happen. And if you set up Gmail as IMAP, then iCloud is not needed on the email side of things. I really don't have much comments per 1Password version 3 or, or any version of 1Password. And I'm going to do a shout out to anyone that has tried syncing calendars via multiple methods, including iCloud, and, and using the ones that were mentioned by Harold, and which one, which method worked best for you. As always, please call in your feedback to 206-666-6364, that's 206-MOONDOG, or record it on your iOS device and email to me at todayinios at gmail.com. I want to take a minute now to talk about today's sponsor, and that is Hover. If you go to tii 
tii.hover.com. That's tii.hover.com. You can get 10% off your domain name registrations. We've talked the past couple of months about some good reasons to register a domain name, and I can say having registered domain names at a few other services in the past, Hover is without a doubt my favorite site to register and manage domains. The interface is so drop-dead simple. It is not cluttered. It is not insulting of your senses, and it is not trying to upsell you with something with the confusing links and additional screens that make no sense. Hover just presents the info you need, and that is it. And then, when it's time to manage your domains and add redirects, it is so easy and fast to do. And they also make it simple and cheap to transfer domains from another register to Hover. Just $10 for all domains, transfers, sans.co domains. And if their tutorials on transferring domains is not your thing, they have a number you can call and speak to them, and they will take care of the entire transfer. Just go to tii.hover.com and then click on transfer your domain in the top box, and you will see the 1866 number to call. Again, mention you heard about uh, them on this show. And finally, remember to save 10% on your registrations. Go to tii.hover.com. That's tii.hover.com. Isn't it time for you to like registering domain names again? Thanks, Hover, for sponsoring this show. There's a report and a YouTube video of hackers being able to unlock an iPhone 3GS, 4, and 4S, all running iOS 5.x with no jailbreak required. This is a 16-step procedure that involves having both an AT&T accurated micro SIM card and iPhone and a T-Mobile micro SIM card and then doing a bunch of steps you wonder how anyone ever found out about or how well it actually does work. Uh, there is a link to the steps in the show notes. Look for the link titled Hackers Modify iPhone 4S to Run on T-Mobile. For those that give this a try, please let me know if it worked for you. The good news is this process does not in any way mod the iPhone. It is just a bunch of steps of taking out one SIM card and putting in another and getting it into this activation mode and another and calling a 611 on your phone. It, again, no physical modifications of the phone, i.e. no breaking of the warranty or, or voiding of the warranty. Per the email bag, I wrap. I had much better battery life on my 4S than on my 3GS with iOS 5. Since I upgraded to 5.0.1, my battery life has decreased. It's not awful, but it's back close to my 3GS. Regards, Jim. Hi, Bob. This is Max Junkens, and I live in Mexico. And regarding your episode 198, where Joanna is asking for recommendation of an application for uh, budgeting, and different exchange rates like uh, the corona and the, and the pounds, I would suggest the application called Expensit. That's I-X-P-E-N-S-E-I-T, which works perfectly for me when I'm traveling to Germany and traveling to the U.S. or inside Mexico. I just can be changing from one one coin to the other, uh, and well, that works perfectly in iPad and, and and the iPhone. But to work with the desktop, the nice thing of this is that you export all your data to a CSV uh, file or Excel or even a PDF, whatever will work perfectly. 
uh, you take pictures of your, your recipes and keep a perfect track of all what you expense is. So that's my recommendation for Joanna and a great show. Saludos de Mexico. Bye. Max, thanks for the heads up on iExpenseIt. Folks, there'll be a link to that in the show notes for episode 200 over at todayinios.com. Back into the email bag. Hey, Rob. FYI, I updated to iOS 5.0.1, and now I have overnight battery drainage. Never had the problem before with 5.0. In the last two days, went to bed with battery at 98 and 96%. Woke up with it at 3 and 20%. Also having problems connecting to Sprint Network for data, which just started with the latest update. Regards, Daniel. One thing with the iPhone 4S you can do is say to Siri, set up a reminder for when I get home to remind me to take out the garbage or something like that. And what I noticed recently is that when I get home, it doesn't know I'm home. It keeps saying I'm at the neighbor's house. I'm like one house away. So I never get the reminder. The entire time it's waiting to hit me with that reminder, location services are on and it's checking and rechecking my location. So one thing to do is to see if you have a reminder with the geolocation information or any geotag for any reminder set. Because if you do and you see that little purple arrow, your battery is being drained. Hey, Rob, this is Michael from Boston, Massachusetts. There's been a lot of talk about the battery draining issue on the new iOS devices and so on and so forth. But I think people are missing the most obvious thing there is. I noticed this the first day I downloaded it and installed it on my iPhone. It's actually the iCloud is what's draining people's battery. Uh, I think it's been overlooked. It's so obvious. It's so simple. Just set that, turn that off, and your battery won't drain anymore. Um, I hope this helps somebody to spread the word because I thought it was pretty obvious from the day I downloaded it, but I guess it was been overlooked. Thanks. Love the show. Bye. Michael, thanks for the feedback. And yes, iCloud and constant syncing and resyncing of information is another way for your battery to get drained down. Back into the email bag. Hi, Rob. Are you aware of a new issue that's beginning to affect iPhone 4S users? I have now joined the ranks of a growing number of customers that when we make calls, the other person can't hear anything. There's a growing number of threads appearing on various boards that mention the problem. Apple has confirmed there is an issue and it seems to be hardware fault as opposed to being related to the latest software update. I am now waiting on a replacement iPhone 4S. Regards, Nick. Hi, Nick. I had not heard of the issue of people not being able to hear you. But another complaint about a bug that I have heard about for some iPhone 4S owners and that they're seeing or actually hearing is an echo heard when they are talking. This normally happens when the iPhone 4S owner is using the Apple headphones. So far, I've only had one person call in and say that they had this issue but there's a large 27-plus pages of discussions on this over at the Apple support community. A quick fix, if you want to call it that, a quick band-aid, I guess you would call it, is when echo happens, turn on and off the speakerphone, and that supposedly gets rid of the echo for that call. So if you're in a call and all of a sudden you hear an echo, and from what I understand, from reading through the support for thread as much as I could of that 27 pages, 
it doesn't happen right away often. It happens, you know, 10, 15, 30 seconds into a call, sometimes as long as a minute and a half or two minutes after the call started, and then the echo comes in. And then by quickly toggling on and then off the speakerphone with your headphones connected, uh, that's supposed to turn the echo off. Folks, if you have experienced either of those problems where people can't hear you or where uh, you have the echo, let me know. Send an email in to todayinios at gmail.com. Into the email bag we go again. Hey, Rob, every time I go to update my iPhone software, I get the following message. There are purchased items on your iPhone, Gil's iPhone, that have not been transferred to your iTunes library. You should transfer these items to your iTunes library before updating this iPhone. Are you sure you want to continue? Question mark. I have synced the phone multiple times, yet I still get this message. If I had any freaking idea what the purchased items were that have not yet been copied, I'd be happy to copy them. I wish there were a show items button to let me know what they are. How do I find these? Every time I have proceeded clicking the continue button without any problem, but I'd like to resolve this once and for all before the next update. Any solutions? Regards, Gil. Hi, Gil. I actually used to have that issue with my iPhone 4, and it happened for a few different updates, and I could not figure out what app it was. I tried updating all my apps on my computer and at the same time updating all my apps on my iPhone from uh, the App Store app on the iPhone, and then I did a sync, and I think that is what fixed it. I also, at the same time, however, had deleted some apps I was not using, and it is possible I just deleted the offending app. Probably should not have tried the two things at once. I'm going to do a shout out to anyone else that has this issue or had this issue. If you had it, what did you do to fix it? If you have it, did updating all your apps on both the computer and the iOS device and then syncing while tethered fix the issue for you? Please either email in or call in that feedback. Back to the email bag. Hi Rob, I've been having issues with updating my mobile apps. I keep getting the error message. You've incorrectly entered your password. It will not accept the same password I use to download apps on iTunes. I've tried changing my password on my mobile, but that doesn't fix it, the problem. I have a 3GS that is upgraded to iOS 5.0.1. What's going on? Is anyone else experiencing this? Thanks. Regards, Cheryl and Indy. Hi, Cheryl. Did you go into the settings app and then for the store settings, did you confirm you have the correct email slash account set up for the Apple ID? That's what you have on iTunes on your computer. So make sure that the app setting on your iOS device is the same Apple ID as what you have in iTunes. And has anyone else had this issue? And if so, what did you do to fix it? Uncle Gene Munster is having some fun with numbers. And by fun, I mean showing how absolutely dominating iOS app sales are versus Android app sales. According to Uncle Gene, through September 30th of 2011, Apple had paid out $3.5 billion, with a B, dollars to devs versus just $240 million, with an M, dollars paid by Google to Android devs as of November 17th, 2011. So almost 15x more money has gone to devs of iOS apps versus devs of Android apps. Only 1.3% of Android apps are paid downloads versus 13.5% of iOS apps. 
and iOS apps have seen 18.5 billion downloads versus 6.75 billion for Android. So point is, no matter how you slice it, if you are a dev and your business model is in paid app downloads, it is iOS first and many times iOS only. I think it would be hard to justify porting an app to Android when you could spend that time working on your next iOS app, especially when you figure you're going to make 15x more in sales on the iOS side on average. Just saying. Okay, okay. I know there are strategic reasons to be on both. And if you have an app that relies on an external backend for support, developing the app on Android to access that is probably a small percentage of your work. And in that case, the RI probably makes sense to be on the Android side. But point is, devs should not just develop Android apps because they are already developed them for iOS. They need to look at their specific case. And if developing for Android means a complete grounds up dev effort, your time effort probably would be best spent developing a second app or third app or for iOS side of things. Hey, Rob, this is Scott in Milwaukee calling. I have every iPhone that, uh, you know, I, I've had each, each generation iPhone. And since I got the four, I did that last upgrade. And it seems like since I did it, I get worse battery life than I think that I was getting before and certainly worse than I was getting on my iPhone 4. I have also found that it's, it seems to take longer to charge it than it used to. Uh, does anybody, do you or anybody else know anything about that? Love the show. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Uh, another thing I forgot to ask is, since I've had the 4S, it seems that it takes a very long time to, to, to go to a website or if I'm going from one part of the Internet to another, it seems like it takes um, much longer than on previous versions of the iPhone that I've had. Anybody had any experience with that? Thanks again. Bye. Scott, since you're mentioning here that you're having Internet issues, First thing to try is go into the settings app to go to general, scroll all the way down, click on reset, and then click on reset network settings. This will reboot your phone. See if that solves your problem. Sometimes your network settings get messed up, something gets cached in there. Doing that reset a lot of times will fix issues you'll have with internet. If that doesn't work for you and you don't see an improvement in your internet connection, you don't see an improvement in your battery life, next thing to do is to restore your phone as a fresh factory setting. I know that can be a pain, but a lot of people that have had multiple phones in the past that have had issues now with battery and other issues find that they have to do a factory fresh reset on the iPhone 4S. This has worked for quite a few people that have called in and written in. So you might want to go down that path, give that a try. It's probably what Apple's going to tell you if you bring it into the Apple store. Good morning, Rob. It's Ozzy from Miami. I'm having a little issue as far as the uh, pictures are concerned and my albums. The thumbnails on my photo albums on my iPhone have one picture. When I go to open it, it switches to a different picture on my uh, photo album, my photo library and whatnot. And I'm backed up to, to iCloud. So I don't know how to fix this and I don't know if it's an iPhone issue or an iCloud issue. I'm shooting it out to you. I don't know if anybody else is having this issue. I'm guessing it's a software issue, but I'm not sure, and I don't know how to fix it now that I'm on iCloud. So if you could help me out, I'd greatly appreciate it. Take care, keep up the great work, and uh, 
You have a great one. Bye-bye. Ozzy, I'm going to throw that one out there to the audience since I'm not using iCloud for my photo syncing. I'm only using it for my calendar. So if anyone out there is using iCloud for their photos and have seen this issue, uh, let us know. Especially if you have a solution for this, let us know. 206-666-6364, 206-MOON-DOG, or email it to me at todayinios at gmail.com. I love this next article, and it's from CNET, and they are talking about, you guessed it, iPad versus Kindle. The title of the article is Kindle Fire, Getting Shoppers Hotter Than iPad? Question mark. Because, you know, the question mark changes this from being link bait, right? Question mark? Anyway, the article talks about Parks Associates, they surveyed 2,000 broadband households in the U.S. and found that, quote, 51% prefer the Kindle Fire over the iPad, unquote. Well, you might ask, what does prefer really mean? Well, the survey found that among holiday shoppers most likely to purchase a tablet by the end of the year, the scales tipped heavily in favor of the iPad, with 62% likely to buy the iPad, versus only 38% choosing the Kindle Fire. So evidently, prefers does not have the meaning that we normally would associate with it. Like maybe when someone says, I prefer redheads, but I marry brunettes. The survey did find that those who are more interested in the iPad tend to have higher levels of income and education, while Fire fans were more likely to be over 45. But the key point is, those that actually plan to buy this clearly fell on the side of the iPad, regardless of what prefers means or does not mean to the people that answered these surveys. Speaking of the Kindle Fire, Marco Arment, creator of Instapaper and tech writer and podcaster, did a review of the Fire, or as he titled it, quote, a human review of the Kindle Fire, unquote. This is one quote from Marco that I thought was great in the article. Quote, I expected the Kindle Fire to be a compelling iPad alternative, but I can't call it delightful, fun, or pleasant to use. Quite the opposite. Actually, using the Fire is frustrating and unpleasant, and it feels like work. Unquote. And then he summed up his full review with the following. Quote, it is a bad game player, a bad application platform, a bad web browser, a bad video player, and most disappointingly, a bad Kindle. If I didn't need the fire for Instapaper testing, I'd return it, unquote. Marco is one of the people whose opinion I greatly value. I put him up there with John Gruber, M.G. Sigler, Ken Ray, and Philip DeWitt. So his review, after reading through it, made me think I'm still probably being a bit overly positive on the long-term impact of the fire on the iPad, being I think it'll have more impact than it probably will. What's probably going to happen this holiday season is some people are going to get Kindle Fires. Some people are going to get iPads. A bunch of those people are going to be together at the same place. And others are going to have a chance to try both the Fire and the iPad side by side. And when that happens, that's going to be really the determining momentum if whether the Kindle Fire kicks in to take up a lot of the iPad momentum going forward or if it just fades away. One thing is certain. If you are even remotely thinking of getting the fire, read the full review from Marco and then go and find someone that has a fire and play with it a bit before you order it. You will likely be glad you saved the $200 to go towards the purchase of the iPad 3 or iPad 2012 or whatever Apple decides to call the thing. 
Richard Rob, this is Terry in Forward, Texas. I was listening to your comment about the yellow screen on the iPhone 4S, the yellow tinge to it. I have an iPhone 4S white 64 gigabyte as well. And when comparing it to my iPhone 4, it's yes, the screen is does that have, have that yellow cast to it, uh, whereas the iPhone 4 looked like it had much more of a, a bluer cast to it. I was wondering if that's possibly just a maybe the screen has been calibrated, you know, the whole NTSC standard where it's the colors are supposed to be warmer to represent the colors the way our eyes see them in, in real life. I know a lot of people prefer the or think they prefer the cooler cast of uh, the more bluer whites to their displays, but anyway, just a thought. I was wondering if that might be what's what the issue is. Maybe Apple's just calibrated the, the iPhone 4S screen to be a, a different white point than their, 4S, than their iPhone 4 models. And if that's the case, then the yellow tinge probably won't go away over time. When I was comparing mine together, you know, at first I thought the, the iPhone 4, you know, I, I thought I preferred that more, but then I started looking at it and it did, the colors did seem to be, I don't know, bluer or I thought the colors on the 4S maybe as I looked at it compared the two more seemed truer to my eye. But I just wanted to throw that out there and see what you thought. Anyway, thanks a lot. Love the show and look forward to the next one. Bye. Gary, thanks for the feedback. One of the things I'm definitely going to do is when I go to the Apple store to have this looked at, I'm going to have it compared to some of the other iPhones that they have out on display. So that to me will be the biggest telltale sign. If it looks yellowish compared to the ones that are out there and my original iPhone 4 is the same as what's out on display versus my iPhone 4S, which has a yellowish tin, then I'm going to say, hey, something wrong with the screen. Give me a new unit. Well, we'll see how that goes. Hey, Rob. It's Holly from Arizona. Just wondering if you or any of your listeners know about any app that you can take YouTube videos, or should I say song, and put them on your iPod or on iTunes or anything. Thanks. Hi, Holly. Thanks for the question. On the non-jailbroken side, I'm not aware of anything. On the jailbroken side, however, in Cydia, there's an app that's aptly named YouTube to MP3. So that's YouTube to MP3. And it'll allow you to convert and download your favorite YouTube music videos right to your iPhone or iPod. And it serves as a high quality MP3 file. So again, YouTube to MP3 but that's on the jailbreak side only. And, uh, well, it says there's a warning for iOS 5 users, but, again, I don't recommend you be jailbroken on the iOS 5 side. So if you're jailbroken and you're running iOS 4. something, you can check out that app, YouTube to MP3. Now, if you're not jailbroken and you want to get something, one thing you can do is on your computer, go to zamzar.com, Z-A-M-Z-A-R.com, forward slash URL and put in the URL of the YouTube video and then you can convert it to a WAV file, import that into iTunes, convert it to MP3 and then sync it up. Couple of steps there, but that's one way to find your favorite music videos, convert them to song and then into an audio file and then sync them up with your iOS device. More on the tablet front, or in this case, less on the non-Apple tablet front, as in for the first 10 months of 2011, a new study from NPD shows that just 1.2 million non-Apple tablets were sold in the U.S. 
And the device with the most sales was the FireSale HP touchpads. You remember those, the one that HP unloaded for $100 each. The study found that 75% of those that purchased a non-Apple tablet were not even considering an iPad, which just means they are just the we-hate-Apple crowd. Now, in comparison, during the first 10 months of the year, Apple sold approximately 20 million iPads in the U.S. So when people compared the iPad to all the other tablets out there, in the U.S., there were only about 300,000 people that did not choose the iPad. And probably quite a few of them were buying the HP touchpad in a fire sale just to see how it worked. All right, so now we've talked about the anemic sales of non-iPad tablets in the U.S., and the bad news about that is those types of sales do not put pressure on Apple to release the next iPad early or really to make any major type of changes or upgrades. But luckily, the Kindle Fire is reported to be getting very good orders number-wise, probably much better than all the other non-Apple tablet makers combined and tripled. So besides laying waste to all the other Android tablets out there, which the Fire clearly seems to be doing, it also must be eating into iPad sales. And that is, for users of the iPad, actually a good thing, because that will force Apple to push through bigger updates, such as the long-rumored QXGA display. That is the 2048 by 1536 display. That is the double the length and width as the current iPad. Some rumors are saying that Sharp has won the iPad 2012 business from Samsung. DigiTimes reported that the business was split among Samsung, Sharp, and LGD. So that right there is a good enough reason for me to believe the Sharp-only rumor. Always bet against DigiTime. Other rumors are saying when the iPad 2012 comes out, the iPad 2 will remain in the active category or active list of items that Apple's selling, but at a $100 or $200 reduced price. We talked before about Apple offering up a more reduced featured set iPad 2, and I think that makes sense on many levels. And if the fire starts eating into iPad customer base, then I think that becomes a much more likely option for Apple. But again, that does not happen unless Apple sees real competition. And before the fire, there was none. By the way, if you are planning on buying any Apple products as gifts to yourself or for someone you care about other than yourself, Black Friday is the one day of the year when Apple offers reduced pricing on their wares. So make sure to visit apple.com to see what good deals Apple offers this year. Or as Apple's email said, every gift list has its day. And this year, that day is Friday, November 25th. Samsung has a new commercial out that basically makes most people listening to this show the type that have waited in line for a new Apple product, and that is. The commercial makes us look like mindless sheep. It shows people waiting in line for what is implied as the next big Apple phone. Um, and then people seeing the Samsung Galaxy S2 and being interested in it. Really, the commercial does not sell the Samsung phone as much as it puts in digs for Apple fanboys and girls, in my opinion. And no, I'm not going to play the audio here for the commercial, but I will put a link to it in the show notes over at todayinios.com for episode 200. 
which uh, the commercial you'll probably start seeing a shorter version of in the next couple of days on television. Actually, after watching the commercial, the only thing I really thought about was how much I missed waiting in line this year for my iPhone 4S. Bloomberg is reporting that Apple has allowed Big Fish games to start offering their games via a subscription model of $6.99 per month. For that rate, your iPad owners will have access to all Big Fish's entire library of games. This is the first time Apple has allowed the subscription model outside of newspapers and magazines. In the past, I can tell you Apple said to me, for apps outside of daily released content, there would be no rental models. That means if you subscribe to something for a certain period of time, and then when that subscription period's over, what you had access to goes away. That's a rental model. And this is definitely a change in that policy. What Apple said was if someone pays for access to the content, that content would always be available even after the subscription period ended. With Netflix, you do not actually pay Apple. You sign up outside of the App Store. So that is how that is approved. This, again, is a major shift in what Apple has said was allowed in the past, that is. Should be interesting to see how Apple defends not allowing others to now offer up a rental model for their apps. Hey, Rob, this is Matt calling from Connecticut. Um, I had a quick question. I jailbroke my iPhone a long time ago, probably two years ago. And ever since I first jailbroke my iPhone, I have never, ever been able to restore or update firmware or anything along those lines on my computer with my iPhone. Now, the weird part is I've gone from a PC laptop to a 27-inch iMac with all the updates, Lion, 10-point, whatever it is. And for some reason, I cannot upgrade or restore with my computer. Now, if I use my mom's computer, a computer that I don't have any accounts on or nothing like that, it's perfectly fine. I use my girlfriend's computer, PC laptop, perfectly fine. I cannot update with my computer. I called Apple tech support. They told me that it's just a problem that I have, that they have literally no solutions. I was on the phone with the guy for hours, multiple times. Every time they tell me to use another computer, I know that already, so I have already done that. But I want to know why it's not working on my computer. Yes, I have jailbreak software on there. Yes, I have jailbroken phones on there. But I don't understand why that has anything to do with iTunes and restoring and updating. So I was just wondering if anybody you know, knows the deep down reason why this is happening or if it's happened to them and they've solved it on their own. So I just wonder if you can open this up to your you know, audience or even if you know a, a workaround to this so I don't always have to use somebody else's computer. I'm not always going to have somebody else's computer to use. So um, I would just really like it if somebody could help me out with that. And uh, I really appreciate it. Love the show. And I'll uh, talk to you soon. Bye. Matt, the first thing I'm going to ask is, are you connecting directly from the iPhone to the USB port on your computer? Not through a hub, not through a keyboard, not through a monitor, but directly into the computer. So that's the first thing. Um, if you are doing that, can you put your iPhone into DFU mode and does that then get recognized on iTunes? And of course, do you have the latest version of iTunes installed? And what version of Windows are you running on your machine? I think you said you had a PC. So which version of Windows are you running? Is it XP? If it's XP, which service pack? Uh, a little bit more of information would help out there. But if anyone else has any suggestions, let us know. But Matt, if you can get back to us with a little bit more there. Um, but first thing I would make sure is you're not going through a USB hub. You're going directly to your computer. 
and that uh, once you do that, see if you can get it into DFU mode. And of course, if you do a restore on it, um, it's going to wipe out your jailbreak. Hey, Rob, it's Laura in Nashville. I was just listening to your show, and I kid you not, I got out of my car to meet somebody off Craigslist that I sold uh, a toy to. And then I got back in my car and continued playing the show, and you started talking about that free app for Craigslist. And I thought that was hilarious. But um, anyway, thanks for the info. I hope you're doing well, and congrats on your weight loss. I, I read about it on Google+. Plus. Talk to you soon. Bye. Laura, thanks for the congrats. Yeah, if you didn't read my Google+, Plus, at my peak, I was about almost 240 pounds, and I was down around 220, 225, and I said, mm, time to get this weight off, and I had a goal. I was right around 225, and that was back the end of May, and I had a goal by beginning of November to get to, or actually under 185, and I actually made it down to 183 and change, and I'm right now between 183 and 188, and I'm bouncing back and forth, so it seems to be holding steady at that, and I'm actually now going to be in better shape at 45 than I was when I turned 35. For all of you that are using the Netflix app, some good news on that front. Arrested Development has been picked up and there's going to be new Arrested Development episodes on Netflix only. Netflix will be having Arrested Development episodes developed and done just for them. So that is uh, really good news for all us Arrested Development fans. Hey Rob, it's Steve Runner from the podcast Fitipidations at steverunner.com in central Massachusetts. And this is my way of saying that I was wrong. For the longest time I was an Android aficionado. I, I owned one of the first Motorola droids and I said a lot of things against Apple and Apple products. I, I really just wasn't a fan at all of the iPhone or the iPad and so on and so forth. But something happened last May where my wife out of the blue bought me an iPad 2. And first I got it, thought it was curious and interesting. And then I found all these amazing uses for it, both at home and at work and for my running. And it, it, honestly, it kind of blew me away. And it made me think, huh, you know, maybe I was wrong. That couldn't be. No, no, I'm not wrong. I'm Steve Runner. But uh, then it came time for me to get a new cell phone. And I know that the 4S was going to be coming out soon. And I thought to myself, well, this experience with the iPad 2 is so good. And by the way, I should mention, I also have Apple TV, which I love. So I did it. I, uh, I waited up till 3 in the morning, ordered my iPhone 4S, and uh, I was one of the first people to get it. it really, uh, at uh, about quarter of three in the morning, I got through. And I even got $50 off new every two, the, the last chance I get to use that with Verizon. And about a week later, that Friday, I got my iPhone 4S, and I gotta say, I was wrong about everything I said against Apple products, and, and I am a huge huge fan. I love my iPhone and, and my iPad and my Apple TV. So, um, you know, when you're wrong, you're wrong. And I don't mind admitting it publicly here. Love the show, Rob. Thanks. Bye, man. And I was wondering, do you have a, a case, a battery charger case that you recommend for extending the battery life of the iPhone 4 slash 4S? 
I had one by Energizer that was pretty cool and light. It had a, like a rubbery grip, but that one I lost. Uh, since those first two that came out in the market, ExoSlim and some other one, I was wondering uh, if there's any better better ones that are out now that uh, have a battery that's built into the case. All right, thanks so much, and really appreciate uh, your answer and all your help. Bye. Michael, thanks for the question. Which case do I recommend? Believe it or not, battery case that I'm using for my iPhone 4S is the same one I use for my iPhone 4, which is the same one I use for my original iPhone. So yes, the battery case I got in August of 2007, the Mophie Juice Pack, is the one I've used now for three of my four iPhones. And it still works great, and the iPhone 4S fits perfect inside the Mophie Juice Pack battery. It still holds a really good charge. It still can charge it up like 75% of the way when it's, it's drained down. So that's the one I'm using personally. Uh, you know, I really haven't been looking around in any other ones because it works so well for me. That said, as far as the case that I'm now using for my iPhone 4, now that I, I'm giving that to the kids, this is a case, the ballistic case. And this one has nice rubber sides. This is not a, a battery case, but this is a more of a protection case. Since I'm letting the, the five-year-old and the three-year-old play with my iPhone 4, uh, so I put a, a nice case on this, and Ballistic sent this one into me to test out. And again, it's the Ballistic one. It's, it's not the prettiest case because you've got these funky little red rubber knobs on the side. But as far as a functional case that will protect your device uh, if it's dropped on the sides, this one seems to do well. Obviously, if you drop it on the glass in the front, um, it can do some damage. But uh, this is the case that I now have. Uh, my iPhone 4 in. So again, that's the ballistic case. And again, for the battery pack, I'm still using the Mophie juice pack. I, this thing was, I got it in August of 2007. It still works great. I mean, I really have no complaints, nothing bad I can say on it. Hey Rob, I'm just uh, emailing you because I wanted to ask and see if anybody else is having the same problem I'm having. Um, ever since uh, iOS 5 and actually 5.01 as well, I've been having a problem with iTunes Wi-Fi sync. Now, um, I was under the understanding that as soon as your device was on the same Wi-Fi as your computer, it would automatically synchronize. I have it set that way, and it's supposed to. Now, what's happening is sometimes I won't touch my computer for two, three days. And when I do go to my computer finally, I'll open up iTunes and there will be a pop-up message saying this device cannot be synchronized and have to hit OK. And I almost have to hit OK like 50 times because it's like it's happened a bunch of times over the past couple days and the pop-ups just keep coming over top of itself. Now, um, so what I'll do is I'll proceed to go into iTunes, click my, my Dick's iPhone, and I'll hit sync. It'll search for the iPhone. Sometimes it'll actually create a connection and synchronize. And sometimes, a lot of the times, it will actually just say these settings cannot be changed and it'll automatically lose my device on iTunes. It'll just disappear. Give it about two minutes and all of a sudden it will show back up again. If I hit sync then, the Wi-Fi sync will actually continue. Now, if I were to connect my device through the actual cord, I have no problems. But after that initial Wi-Fi sync, once I get it to work that one time, if I stay on the same Wi-Fi for, let's say, the whole day and I sync later that day, it will work. 
almost as if when I leave my Wi-Fi zone and I come back, iTunes for some reason will not reinitialize. Is this just a problem I'm having? Am I doing something wrong? I'll have everybody know that I am using a Windows PC, um, using uh, Windows XP, and the latest version of iTunes, and 5.0.1 on my iPhone 4S. Thanks, Rob. Richard, I found some steps in one of the Apple discussion forums. I've just emailed them to you. It's like 14 steps, and it's supposed to work and help anyone that's having issues syncing on XP. So if anyone else is having that issue, let me know, and I'll send you the email I sent Richard to see if that, and I'll also report back if that helped Richard. I'm actually having a problem with the sync where it doesn't automatically sync at night or when it's plugged in via power. So there's supposed to be an auto sync that happens when your device is plugged in, powered up. It's supposed to auto sync over Wi-Fi. I've never had my iPhone 4 or 4S uh, running on uh, or iPad or any other device that's running on iOS 5. I've never had it auto sync, none of them. Um, I have them all set up to sync and they all will sync when I manually click sync but I've never seen it and never seen any evidence of it ever auto-syncing. As we head into Thanksgiving weekend, I want to wish everyone safe travels. Hopefully you get a chance to listen to this while you're traveling. It'll break up the monotony of your trip. One thing I have to be thankful of is you, the audience. I really love and appreciate all the feedback you guys send in, and I encourage you to send in more. Give us a call, 206-666-6364, 206-MOON-DOG, or record it on your iOS device and email to me at todayinios at gmail.com. also want to thank Hover for sponsoring today's show. If you want to save 10% on your domain name registrations, go to tii.hover.com. That's tii.hover.com. And finally... For promo codes, on episode 199, we offered up chances to win the promo codes for the app Freelance Classified. Those have been given out. Thanks again to the dev for sending those promo codes in. For promo codes this week, we're going to go back to the Wizard Media apps. So if you do a search for Wizard Media in the App Store and you come across any of the apps that you would like a promo code to, just put Wizard Media and then the app name that you would like and we'll be giving out 10 of those promo codes here in the next two weeks. So uh, you got two weeks to get that in. And if you've sent in requests for Wizard Media apps in the past, I've left those names available. So you'll have, if you sent it in twice, you'll have now three chances to win this time. And by the way, if I do send someone a promo code for something there, they've won before uh, on the app, because I don't think I removed all of the ones before, um, just let me know of another app you want and we'll switch it around. As always, if you are an app developer, email me if you want your app featured in the promo giveaway segment. There is never a charge for you, the dev. We just need the five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com. And please also include a 60-second or less audio review of your app indicating at the beginning you are the dev. If you don't have promo codes to give away or if your app is free and you still want to get a chance to have your review played on the show, again, just send me that 60-second or less review of your app and we'll work it in somewhere in a future episode. And that's going to go ahead and do it for us today. Until the next time, I'm your host, Rob, from Today in iOS, reminding you to phone different.
This show is hosted on Libsyn.com and part of the Wizard Media Network. If you are looking for hosting, go to Libsyn.com, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app. The Today in iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for T-I-I. 